Hello and welcome back to the Senti Sum Support Insights podcast, where we hear insightful stories and actionable strategies from CX and customer service leaders. In this episode, we catch up again for a part two with Cornelia, the head of CX at the fast-growing sustainable fashion brand Organic Basics. We're tackling one of the most important topics in e-commerce today, climate change, specifically the returns process. It's all very well having unlimited free next day delivery and returns, but there's a dark reality to positive customer experiences like these. Like, did you know that on average, only 50% of clothes returned go back on sale? Actually, five billion pounds in weight of returned goods go into US landfills alone. And in total, returned inventory creates 15 million tons of CO2 emissions each year in the US. In this episode, we're going to learn way more about this problem and hear it firsthand what a sustainable company like Organic Basics are doing to tackle the problem and how you as a CX leader and as a consumer can help reduce the impact of returns on the planet. If you like this episode, don't forget to hit subscribe. We do one every single week and we've got a huge backlog now that you can go back and listen to. I hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome back to the podcast. Hi again. Hi again. This Mm -hmm. time we're going to talk about returns, which is quite specifically interesting to e-commerce, direct-to-consumer brands, and anyone also interested in sustainability. Um, And in particular, like, I guess the sustainability of the returns process is what we're going to talk about. What is the issue here, actually? What are people doing right now? What is the issue with that? Yeah, so I think... It's a quite broad topic and and there's a million ways to go about returns. I think one of the main issues currently in the fashion industry, and it is one of the, or it's the second most polluting industry in the world. That's also just like a starting point of kind of where we're at. And that's also what our brand is here to to help solve and and to offer better options going forward. And especially for e-commerce brands, of course, there's a lot of shipping involved. So when you order a parcel gets shipped to your house, and then if you need to exchange or return something, it'll get shipped back and then you for the exchange the parcel will come back to you again so there's like potentially in that transaction there's a parcel going back and forth three times for you to find the right piece of clothing and obviously um, it's important that that customers end up with what they want and the right thing but the reality of of what happens today is that also a lot of the very large e-commerce players um, have been practicing to offer free shipping free returns everything's free for the customer and it's created some kind of expectation as well from customers that that's just the default and obviously it's super convenient and in terms of the strategy it's done to get customers to to buy more but there's a flip side of it and that is that a return actually is never free it might be free to the customer but it involves a lot of logistics and handling and back and forth and it's certainly not free for the planet so it it does come at a high tax in terms of carbon emission Um, and then in a bigger picture you could talk about overproduction and overconsumption and just that kind of notion of you can order anything try it on at home send it all back like no consequences and and that's something that we're trying to work with and obviously as an e-commerce company you need to offer customers to be able to exchange when they need to um but um there's the hidden cost of good customer experience. So it's definitely, I think, I can say it from my perspective as a customer, I guess. It's, there's an, there is an expectation that everything arrives immediately now, or it's annoying, or, and also it's free, or it's annoying. And I guess I can send it back really easily, or it's annoying. So it's like a competitive advantage for brands to be doing that. And it makes the, the sale go through easier. It would reduce the friction towards that sale. But yeah, like, for sure. And the thing is, like, also most companies, they their main priority is profit. So they will optimize their business 
to make it free and fast and easy to return to incentivize people to, to shop more. And like I say, like then they don't have to think about the consequences and they also like might not know like what the consequences, what the consequences are if nobody communicates it. Yeah. And, and I think like also just in the whole like returns conversation, I think H&M has said a few times that they've burned something like 15 million tons of clothing because they don't do anything with their returns. Like they don't, maybe they recycle part of it, but a lot of it they just burn because it's just too costly for them to figure out how to handle them and repack them or, or whatever would need to happen. And I think a lot of people just, if they were more aware of it, they might think twice about what they order and, and yeah, and try to cause less, less harm and strain on the planet. And yeah, 100%. I think as an individual, you're connected. Your individual part of this process, like just one, one driver dropping off, but at scale with like millions of us all moving online, like that just is it's crazy. Yeah, and it's a bit also the kind of the iceberg, right? You see kind of the tip of it as a consumer. It's like that, here's my parcel and I drop it off again. But everything that kind of happens otherwise that you don't see, like where is it actually traveling to? Do you know where the returns warehouse is for any given country or what steps, how many steps it does along the way and what happens with the clothing when they get there? And yeah, there's a lot happening, I can tell you. <laughs> What's the biggest sort of cost to the planet in that supply chain? Is it the driving? Because transportation is by far the biggest emission. Yeah, it is. But And then, of course, again, it depends on what you do. If, if companies burn clothes, that also causes carbon and, and emissions. And I mean, it's not perfect. I'm, I'm also not sure if there is a, a perfect way out of it. But, but it's at least something that we as a company are thinking a lot about and trying to figure out how to do it differently than industry standards might have been. Interesting. Yeah, cool. I'm going to ask you about that for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I was thinking, like, because I think obviously now it's quite a big trend and like people talk about it all the time about the high street sort of dying in replacement of e-commerce, um, which I think a lot of people for convenience reasons thinks oh, is quite good. But yeah, actually, if I know the shop is down the road, it might make more sense for me to go there. Yeah, I think in, in, in this conversation, it's also, it's also about choosing your shipping provider. Like we talked about briefly before, the express overnight, better be free, better be fast. Like there's options to choose express and there's oftentimes options to choose economy shipping. So the slower shipping option will always be the more eco-friendly one for sure. And, and so kind of maybe just getting used to a slightly slower pace again is something that, that could help if in consumers minds a shift in that definitely okay that's a good kind of segue into this part about like how can we make returns more sustainable and but what so what are you doing at organic basics how are you fighting that battle yeah so we we actually became a, a certified b corp not too long ago in 2019 and, and like i said before like a lot of these high street brands they optimize for profit only like that's their sole kind of goal in this and then what a b corp does it certifies that you actually prioritize planet and people equally to profit so you have a triple bottom line and that influences the way we make decisions it influences the way we handle our business and so what we're trying to do now is to strike a balance between customer experience and customer expectation and optimizing for the planet and right now what we do is we offer free exchanges but we don't offer free refunds and the reason for that is that we see that if a customer is exchanging a product it indicates that they actually like what they bought we just need to help them get the right size and what we don't want to support is shopping mindlessly so offering customers free shipping and then just send it all back get a full refund and on top we'll cover the return shipping costs because it's just not going to be sustainable in the long run like it, it 
can't be. And, and yeah, but we're aware that there is, of course, a customer expectation that, that we're up against and, and still, of course, want to offer an exceptionally good customer experience to our customers. Like it doesn't need to be extremely painful either. It's just, it's a conversation about awareness and to try to, to reduce and minimize emissions where we can. So one of the things that we do is that we, for instance, for returns, we always make sure to consolidate parcels per country in bulk before returning them back to the warehouse. So we ship to 80 different countries potentially and instead of each parcel traveling all the way from the customer's home back to us we make sure that the parcels are always consolidated um, before they're returned and then when we do get them we carefully inspect everything we sort things by condition and we reuse what we can reuse and we donate or recycle what we can't reuse and then another thing we do is we look a lot into data so we have this kind of like cross-department collaboration between product and marketing and CX and finance where we regularly get together once a month and really analyze all the data we have, the return reasons, why are people returning these products and discuss that and figure out how can we take action points to help the customers get their right size in the first time, uh, first time around. Um, and then another thing we do is that we carbon offset our shipping and our return shipping. So that means that for the amount of carbon that we know we put out due to the shipping, we offset through um, through an organization called One Carbon World. I think now I'm a little bit in doubt. Um, they plant uh, trees. Sorry? They plant trees or something like that. Yeah, in this case, it's more like a green technology initiatives and, and like supporting windmill farms, um, for instance, in Turkey, which is where we grow our organic cotton. So we choose initiatives that, that kind of fit to our business and to what we do and, and help support initiatives that will reduce carbon. And, and obviously we know that's it's not enough. And yeah, we're really interested in, in the long run rather than quick fixes. But for the time being, it helps kind of put ourselves in the right direction. And then while we're looking into multiple other things to further improve, Cool. Very interesting. I mean, so obviously it's awesome that you're even doing it, right? When so many brands are not. Because I've seen, I think when I bought a, a, a t-shirt once or something like that, that they mm -hmm. said on the shipping, if you want click pay an extra pound to offset your carbon or something. Do you do that back to the customer or do you do it as a company? We do it by default. And so it's included in what you purchase. So it's not a it's not a decision we put onto our customers. It's something we decide as a company. And we're part of 1% for the planet. So also 1% of all of our earnings will go to to organizations that we support in addition to the carbon offsetting nice that's good i like that i mean i've worked in a sort of social enterprise before and it like you feel better about your job and like you're it's much more fun to be with the good guys than the bad guys yeah, yeah. for sure i think hopefully that the bad guys they need to be pulling their socks up kind of thing and, and starting to do this and you can yeah and the thing is it's cool to be sustainable these days so that obviously like also puts pressure onto the big guys but more often than not unfortunately it ends up being more like a, a bit of a marketing stunt and then potentially like one product line will be the sustainable product line. Whereas like what we do in, in similar brands to ours is that's the default. That's the standard offering is to figure out what products make sense for us to produce and how's the best way for this specific material and this specific product, what's the best way for us to produce that. And that will be different from product to product. And the same goes for the rest of our operations. But, but yeah, there's definitely the trend to to for more awareness for sure out of interest because i i'd never considered that if i send something back it might not be like it might not be reused i guess that's like a financial decision can we be bothered to sort it to some extent or does it profitable to sort it is there anything that i could do or like anyone listening could do to return something in a way that make, means it gets recycled or just put back on the shelves 
it's not really, it's oftentimes it's not really the customer's decision as to what happens with the product after, but I would encourage you to, to reach out to the brand that you're shopping from and just ask them, what is it they do? And then hope for an honest answer. Yeah. Yeah. I think as a customer, there's definitely things that you can do. For instance, making sure that the parcel that you ship in is adequate to the size of what you're shipping. Because you might have ordered a larger order and there's just one thing that doesn't fit. But then instead of putting that one thing into that really big box, it would probably make more sense to find something else that doesn't take up unnecessary space because the more you can fit onto that truck, the lesser times that truck has to drive back and forth. So that's, for instance, one thing that would make sense. But I think actually it was a really interesting point in terms of like, is it feasible to send this product back? And that's something we're looking into right now is to figure out, can we use data um, to determine, let's say there's a customer in the US, so quite far away from us, we're based in Denmark, and there's one piece of product that, that, that he or she would like to return and then look at, okay, what kind of product is it? Is it something that we could resell and how far is the product from us right now? What are the shipping emissions and the shipping costs? And then somehow figure out a way to use an algorithm or, or AI to determine and communicate to the customer yes, it makes sense for you to actually ship this back or actually it makes much more sense for you to give it to a friend or to donate it locally, but we'll obviously still like exchange or refund you for, for whatever you want to do. But also just thinking of does the trip in itself make sense? Is that the right thing to do in this situation? And, and I think and I hope that's something we'll see more and to again, use technology to make smarter decisions up front. Yeah, definitely. So there's some items of clothing that you just you just can't really resell, is there? And then there's some that just like the shipping is so much expensive that there's no point reselling. I mean, and then if, if we would donate it or, or, or recycle it here, the customer can do that there potentially. You know, if, if we know what the end result of that piece of product would be, um, we could encourage the customer to do it for us. But yeah, yeah, that's that's one thing that, that could be super interesting. You could you could send them a print label for the local uh, charity shop and they'll send yeah. it. <laughs> that's a great idea that's a really nice idea because that also makes it easy for them if you put the hassle on them to find out where to go and what to do it might actually not ever happen but if we make that research and, and yeah that's really great and set it up so that you make it easy for them to do the right thing i would be worried maybe that's me being cynical that people would start to game that system and try to get like one for their little sister as well or something and that's also where that like ai or, or machine learning or something needs to come in to determine also based on customer data are they serial returners that just like shop and return and keep everything or or you know i mean there's a lot of data that would need to be put into place to also establish that security for the brand that it doesn't turn into a system that customers can figure out to trick yeah yeah good point there's an ai for everything now <laughs> how how do you get started with this if you're in a non-b court possibly uninterested in this how what would you do like get this movement going internally to care about this yeah great question i think having a conversation internally again is a really great starting point like getting if this is something that you care about get other people in your company to care about this so create that vision or need for something as a whole in the company and, and make that part of the strategy but otherwise i think educating customers is a great way to start talking to your customers about it, educating about carbon emissions, if you have any way to get that data, but also making sure that your product descriptions are accurate and your size guides are as good as they can possibly be. So the customers can actually make informed decisions and, and thereby avoid having to, to return or exchange something. I think like the more you, the more knowledge you can put into the customer's hand, the more informed their decisions can be. You can expect people to know everything and to have the same insights as you do. But if you have the insights and the ability, like why not put it out there and uh, and remind people? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think also like from a customer perspective, you make sure to buy only what you need and make sure that it's something you'll want in a year and in five years and in 15 years and it fits with the rest of your wardrobe and, you know. And yeah, interesting. Always a good, good place to start. I think I would be way more, I would keep my clothes for way longer if my washing machine didn't destroy them every six months, basically. It's the washing machines have big issues. Maybe that's the, maybe that's the right investment to start is getting a, a really good washing machine so the clothes you have will last you another 15 years. Yeah, exactly. Maybe brands need to invest in like real good washing instructions. Yeah, I think washing and care instructions, again, like talking about the education is something that, that makes a lot of sense. We communicate to, to wash our clothes at, the, at 30 degrees on, on gentle cycle because of course, the hotter you wash your clothes and, and especially tumble drying, it's going to deteriorate the fabric. And actually our, our head of product, he goes as far to like with, with uh, the denim that we just launched. Don't wash it. Really? <laughs> I mean, if you have a spot, you can like spot, but like denim doesn't get better from washing. It gets better from being worn and then air dried out and then you can wear it again. Okay, cool. <laughs> nice. You're going to have to look at your new collection, I think. Okay, thank you very much. Is there anything else I like? to add on this do you think i think we've gotten around quite yeah. quite well. awesome thank you so much for coming on the podcast i think it's such an important topic to cover so thank you thanks for chatting ben it was really a pleasure